The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. From the Mazinkowski Alberta Heart Institute, this is 630 Chad Heart Pledge Day. Proudly presented by Durabilt Windows and Doors. To donate, call 780-407-2200 or visit 630Chad.com. Well, as is often the man, case, oh Jalen and I, we didn't let our guest leave. Like he just left. He just left we now had a because questions. we had a ton, and it's just an interesting guy, an interesting, you know, he's a doctor, and this is his specialty, and he's the big boss, although he's, you know, humble enough to suggest that there's others, but he's the big boss. But the thing is, he's amazed at this facility. So imagine us, you know, it's an incredible facility with incredible doctors. You're going to hear a lot of stories this afternoon from uh, previous patients, from current patients and uh, from others, sponsors, of course, and uh, others who have, uh, whose lives have been saved by the Mazinkowski. But I love, can I just say, I love doctors who dummy it down. I, or who are willing to take the time to yeah. explain it in a way that you understand it. Right. And I know we'll hear stories like that yes. this afternoon. Patients who say that they understood what they were up against and they understood what their options were. I know we're going to hear those sort of stories. And you can see how it's possible for them to know when you talk to... That's the most senior doctor here and he explained a ton to us both on and off the air it was well, very interesting and we sat we sat there and asked some more questions and yeah. he just he took the time he's checking his pager but he's like oh. <laughs> and it's amazing you know apparently doctors still use pagers now we yeah. know what they're that the why you know someone is still making money on pagers exactly right. uh, heartpledgeday.ca you can go online to you can go online to, to heartpledgeday.ca or you can pick up the phone 780-407-2200 in the the Edmonton area, uh, 1-866-407-2211 if you're outside of the Edmonton area. And of course, uh, you know, the uh, Mazinkowski uh, Heart Institute uh, handles patients from all over mm-hmm. uh, Canada and in some cases, North America. So trying to raise some money today to replace some aging echocardiogram technology. Um, as uh, Dr. Taylor said, it's been here since the uh, Maz opened, what, nine, ten years ago wow. now. He's still doing a great job job, mm-hmm. but as you can understand, think about your iPhone. I was just going to say, think iPhone. about your phone and how many times you've replaced it in the right? last 10 years. Okay, so um, that's what the money is going for. They cost about 200 grand each. We'd like to get two. Uh, just before we get to our next guest, again, a thank you to our sponsors. This hour, our presenting sponsor, Durabuild Windows and Doors, our Heartwall sponsor, Rosno Transport. Come on down, make a donation, put a big heart on the wall with a message in there, and our hourly sponsor, Scott Builders. So that means it'll be an employee of Scott Builders that's answering the phone when mm-hmm. you pick it up and call 780-407-2200. So be sure and do that and be sure and thank them. I know they're going to thank you for your donation. Be sure and thank them for volunteering this afternoon because we're a little busy to answer the phones ourselves. That's right, but we do have someone on the line right now, someone who knows all about the Maz very well. Uh, Robert survived a heart attack and he says that was the easy part. Robert, such, uh, Robert Robert, help me with your last name. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello, uh, it's Robert Sochowski. 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 There you go. Robert Sochowski joining us on the line this yes. afternoon. So, tell us uh, when did you have your heart incident? When did you have your heart attack? Uh, five days before Christmas in 2017, uh, December 20th. December 20th, 2017. And what were you doing at the time? I mean, tell us your story. 
Oh, okay. Uh, well, uh, I, I basically, I work for Alberta Health Services. I'm uh, with oh. the manager for a number of hospitals on the west of Edmonton, up in Edson, through to Jasper. I manage the facilities, operations, maintenance, and engineering departments. So I spend a lot of time on the road visiting my sites and and um, basically um, looking, making sure our buildings are up and operational and and did, doing the good work that we do in, in Alberta Health Services. And on the day you had your heart attack? And the day I had a heart attack, it was 6 in the morning. Uh, I, I was in the process of just kind of getting things ready. Basically, Christmas shut down, not shut down, but getting ready for yeah. the Christmas holidays. And, and I was writing a, a staff letter, and, and I was in, my ho- in one of my facilities in Edson at the hospital there and in my office, and I was typing a letter, and then I was starting to feel some discomfort. I would say discomfort. Uh, it's an ongoing pain I've been having for about a number of years in my left uh, tricep and 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 we we my family doctors and other physicians thought it might be muscular because i'm an athlete uh at part uh, on my side what uh what i do on the side from work and then things started to turn and i ended up uh going into the emergency uh, and at that point um emergency where in Edson Hospital. In Edson, okay. Yeah, and um, and at that point, um, they weren't sure if I was having a heart attack. Then they contacted Mazakowski or the Heart Institute. Um, they were working with the cardiologist there, and um, and then at that point, they did a number of uh, ECGs on me, and then realizing that I was going into a heart attack, uh, and I needed to be ambulance to the mass. Right away. So you showed up at the Maz, Robert, and I think, you know, this kind of ties into the conversation that we just had with uh, Dr. Taylor. You talked that you were athletic, you were, and you still are, but you, at the time you were athletic and, and thought you were in, in good shape. So this must have been a surprise to you. Well, it was uh, it was a huge surprise. Um, it's not just me, but everybody around me. Because I mean, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I exercise. I'm competing at a world championship levels. I mean, my uh, I, I I basically uh, live, breathe the, what an athlete does, and and no one would expect that. But I guess what I've learned on all of this. I mean, there's some things I can't control my uh, aside, which is hereditary. Yeah. And and, um, and my Age. And and being that my hope, my dad's side of the family, um, um, they all had heart attacks, and they were all in their forties. And I thought I was, I thought I. Um, you thought you'd they, beat the odds? Oh, I thought I'd beat the odds, and I'm, I can remember lying in the hospital, and I said, "Darn it, uh, I couldn't get uh, past this family curse." So, uh, <laughs> so as somebody, it, sorry, <laughs> I was going to say, as somebody who you know, you work, you work uh, for AHS. Um, at the point at which you realize what your medical condition is, that you're in distress, is that your first thought? I mean, did you say Mazankowski first, or did it come out of somebody else's mouth first? I think it was the, uh, it wasn't me, because at the time, I, I, I never really, to be honest, heart disease, even though it's in my family, I never really thought of, I will be the one that will probably get having an event and uh, at this age. And so it wasn't in the radar. I've heard about Mazakowski, and, and but I never uh, thought I would be a, a patient there uh, at this stage of my life. 
Robert, tell us about uh, you arrived here. Um, <laughs> you had seven months. You wanted to get back to compete in the Club Crew World Championships in Dragon Boat Racing in Hungary. You had seven months to do it from having um, your heart attack. Tell us about what happened when you when you came to the Maz, Maz and that journey uh, back to competition, that journey back to being, you know, at that athletic level. Um, well, it was one of those things when you're an athlete and working hard and, and, and competing and working at your uh, limits. And I was trying to get information uh, uh, through the mass, through, through everybody. Uh, is it possible to get back to competition level? But, uh, the, I mean, they couldn't give me an answer. I don't expect them to, but uh, and it was hard to find other athletes out there that's been through my journey. So, uh, so working with the staff there, and one of the questions that the nurse asked me when I first uh, became part of the, uh, the, the re rehab program, they asked me, uh, what was your goal? And prior to having my heart event, I, we go through these uh, ongoing um, uh, fitness testing in the, in the Dragon Body competition just to make sure that we are monitoring our own fitness levels. And I wanted to be at that same level, basically where I left off. And they said, okay, well, and in three months, I want to be there. And three months would be the even my uh, 50th birthday. And so there was a lot of milestones. So, and, and they looked at me, and, they, and I think they kind of said, well, you know, that's a, um, an ambitious goal, but they were happy that I had a goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but somewhere along the line, you, you did it. I, I love this quote in this story that we're reading about you. It says, I went from nearly flatlining in the ambulance to redlining in Hungary, pushing my body to its absolute limit. You did it, Robert. Yeah, and I wanted to ask about that because, I mean, it's quite an accomplishment, of course, but there had to be a point between arriving at the Maz, uh with an event in distress medical distress and being in hungary there must be a point between those two events in which you realized you were in the right place you were getting the right treatment and you were turning a corner well it, it was it was, when when i uh, started when i got into the mass and once i was stabilized and everything was good and getting um, dealing with the clinical side of things now it's part of me getting my body back to the conditioning side of things and um, it was comforting to see the the whole mindset of everything I've done in my life is in alignment to what the rehab program is about fitness help, um, working on cardio strength building listening to your body uh, understanding what the, uh, the, the the feel and um, and having the the constant monitoring, and what I also have done is that uh, my coach uh, at the time there, uh, Laurie McDougall, she was at the Edmonton Dragable uh, Senior Program. I asked, can my coach come here to monitor so <laughs> she can see what I'm doing? And then outside of the mass, my own time, she can help. Um, make adjustments to the progress for me to so that way I can at least um, uh, work towards achieving my personal goal in addition to the team goal too because I'm still part of a team um, but I also want to be where I was before so I could be a, an asset to the team it, it, moving forward. Robert, um, just before we let you go, um, that moment when you, you finished uh, the competition in, in Hungary must have been amazing, must have been an amazing feeling. What do you, what do you tell um, our listeners right now uh, about the treatment you received here and about uh, what the MAS provides to um, our community? 
Well, the, the Mavs provide a, a lot of support, and they're willing. To, it's all individualized, uh, and so everybody has different stories, as mine and others, and whether you're an athlete or or not. And and I, I think you need to stay in the program because uh, I should say I think you need to stay in the program. What I was surprised is a number of people who choose not to take advantage of the resources that are available. It's very unique, state-of-art equipment, uh, a fantastic staff that knows their stuff. Uh, you can't get better than that. And the recovery, that, I mean, for me, is going through the process, the recovery will be, uh, will get positive results. And I think that will be the best thing you can expect in unfortunate circumstances. Well, your story is, uh, is amazing and inspiring, Robert. Thank you so much for sharing it with us today. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. Take care now. 780-407-2200. That's right. If you'd like to hear more stories like Robert's next year, we need your help with that. Outside of the Edmonton area, 1-866-407-2211 or go online, heartpledgeday.ca. Any amount helps. This hour of 630 Chad Heart Pledge Day is brought to you by Scott Builders. To donate, call 780-407-2200 or visit 630chad.com. Now, Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross on 630Chad. If you're just joining us now, I'm wondering where the heck have you, have you been? <laughs> uh, we're on location at the Mazinkowski Alberta Heart Institute at the University of Alberta Hospital for 6.30 Ched Heart Pledge Day, an annual event we look forward to every year. We'd love uh, and need your donation to uh, help the hospital continue to be a world-leading uh, research and uh, treatment facility. You can get on the phone at 780-407-2200 in the Edmonton area or outside of the Edmonton area, 1-866-407-2211 online at Heart Pledge Day ca if you do make a donation we would love for you to tweet about it uh instagram post about it or facebook using the hashtag i heart my maz that's uh, the letter i then the word heart my and maz m-a-z we'd love to hear from you or if you're just tuning in today and listening that's how we'll find your uh, tweets as well welcome uh now to the show darren knapp uh, who is a paramedic has been a paramedic for a very very long well sorry not for it i'm sorry not trying to date i'm not trying to age you darren just tell them wow like it is. since 1990 but is now the manager of the uh, Vital Heart uh, Response Program. So for the folks listening right now that don't know what this program is, what is it? Well, it's uh, the Mazinkowski Alberta Heart Institute, but uh, in your own home, in your Lazy Boy recliner or wherever you might be in the community. Um, Really, through our program, we have the ability to have uh, paramedics uh, show up at your home uh, and in consultation with the physicians here and the interventionalists here, diagnose you as to having the world's worst heart attack and treat you in your home or in the ambulance before you even get the truck and drive to head here. How's that so, possible? So if I call 911 and say, I think my, um, my, my husband's having a heart attack, that heart attack, does that immediately trigger that team being sent? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that uh, the paramedics will do is they'll listen to your symptoms. So if you're complaining of things like chest pain or shortness of breath or you know pain in your jaw, shortness of breath, heaviness, nausea, things like that, that immediately triggers them to do a 12-lead ECG. They have a machine that's capable of doing that on the ambulance and the combination of your story and that ECG that looks a little bit sinister is all they really need to make the diagnosis wow. and they'll call in uh, 
we transmit the ECG directly to the doc who's on call, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They have a quick conversation, and then they get going on treatment. Isn't that amazing? It is amazing. So this is for the Edmonton area only? It's actually Edmonton, northern Alberta, and uh, central Alberta, all the way down to Innisfail. And uh, we're in consultation with the rest of the province to see if we can bring it to everywhere. That's crazy. Like, yeah. crazy good. So if somebody in Innisfail um, says, I, you know, I think I'm having a heart attack, and, you know, this unit arrives, and they determine that they are, yep. does that mean that they can be transported? I mean, will the doctor in Innisfail suggest transport directly to Mazankowski? So our physicians at that point in time sort of take over the care of the patient, and they'll determine uh, likelihood is that the patient's going to need to come to a center like the Mazankowski that has uh, a catheterization lab that can actually go in with a wire and a balloon and open the artery properly. Um, but in the meantime, because Alberta, we're, we're geographically just shy the size of Texas, mm-hmm. so we don't have cath labs everywhere in Alberta, but what we do is we have this army of paramedics that can go out. They can administer clot busters, virtually stop the heart attack, uh, and then when you arrive at the Mazankowski, you're much happier, you're more stable, and you can undergo a more routine PCI procedure and get the arteries cleaned up. Darren Knapp is the program manager of the Vital Heart Response Program, getting some love on the text line this afternoon. It says, yay, Darren, Prue too, Brent thinks you rock. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> you can figure that one out. When, when we talk about heart attacks, we hear oftentimes that every second counts. And um, this is obviously helping save people's lives. It is. Um, In terms of uh, mortality, patients that we used to lose to this type of a severe 100% occlusion of an artery, um, Edmonton is able to boast some of the lowest, northern Alberta really is able to boast some of the lowest in the world. Uh, We go around the the world talking about how successful this program is and how we get EMS involved in being the first point of medical contact to diagnose and actually start reperfusing. And what we found in our own research is that uh, if if a paramedic shows up at your house within the first hour of the onset of your symptoms and is able to give you that clot buster, you have a 31.1% chance of walking out of the hospital as though you've never had a heart attack whatsoever. Really? So time is really of the essence. If you've ever waited for an ambulance to arrive... Yeah, we have, yeah. You know that every minute yeah. feels like an hour. It does. And it's causing stress and it's adding to the... Uh, to the circumstance of the patient, but to know you're getting treatment right away, that's got to be such a major relief for for anyone suffering a a distress like that. We have amazing men and women uh, in EMS that uh, they undergo rigorous training, obviously, and then when they they get out into the field, they know exactly what they're looking for and they know exactly what to do. How many units are there like this? Well, we have about 250 drug kits that are dispersed all throughout northern Alberta, so if you're an advanced life support ambulance and you have a paramedic and, and an EMT that are capable of showing up at your house, uh, you're covered by this program. Wow. Darren, um, we, we talked about this uh, in the break just before we came uh, on the air with you. What What is the advice uh, from you uh, as as a paramedic? Yeah. <laughs> um, if someone is thinking that they're having a heart attack, what, what, what do we do? If we're at home thinking something's going on, what do we do besides call 911? Uh, yeah. Uh, the first thing is tell somebody yeah. <laughs> so that they can call 911. Uh, I would highly advocate uh, against getting in your own vehicle and driving yourself mm-hmm. in. The problem with the type of heart attack that we treat is uh, quite often it can lead to sudden cardiac arrest and that's really difficult for you to try to drive while you're in cardiac yeah. arrest. So call somebody, 
uh, have them call 911. Aspirin is a really key component. Uh, one of the dispatchers over the phone in 911 will ask you if you've taken aspirin already. And if you have any on hand that's not expired, you're not allergic to it, have two baby aspirin chewed up and swallowed. That gives you a, a roughly a 50% mortality advantage if you just have aspirin on board. Does that thin the blood? Is that what happens it, immediately? Or? Yeah, it does. It prevents the, the platelets in the blood from actually making the clot worse. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So what are the questions that get asked of the patient to determine that they are actually having a heart attack? What are the symptoms that people should be looking for? Um, it, it's anything from chest pain to chest heaviness and discomfort. A lot of times when medics will interrogate a patient and say, you know, how are you feeling today? Do you have any pain anywhere? Um, some people will be brave and they'll put a brave face on and say, I'm not having any pain. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you start to dig in a little deeper and say, well, are you having any pressure or discomfort or heaviness or, you know, maybe in, in your shoulder blades, you know, those sorts of things, patients will start to open up a little bit and say, yeah, you know, I, I do feel a little heavy in my chest or I feel a little bit of discomfort. And women tend to present differently than men do. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, with women, uh, pain pathways are wired a little differently, so they may just feel not well, not enough power. They're just short of breath. They're low on energy. They have pain in their back as opposed to that heavy, crushing chest pain that you hear classically mm-hmm. that, uh, that men present with. I think that is what people think they're waiting for. They're waiting to collapse on the floor and an elephant sitting on their you chest. Know, like something you right. see it at a movie, right? Right. Ah! Yes. Yeah. Like they don't realize that that event can take quite some time. Yeah. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, uh, you know, if you do recognize the symptoms, I think the most important thing is to call 911 because we have the ability to hear your history, do a 12 lead ECG that rules in or rules out the world's worst heart attack mm-hmm. and immediately begin to treat it so that time is muscle. The more muscle we can hand back to you, obviously, wow. the better mm. you, you. And stay off uh, the internet. Because <laughs> you'll have cancer and a heart attack every time, guaranteed. Darren Knapp joining us this afternoon, the program manager of uh, Vital Heart Response, that program, which is absolutely amazing. And yeah. uh, once again, we're so lucky to live in an area where we have um, this building, we have this facility, and we have this program as well. Anything else you want our listeners to know about uh, the work that uh, the program does or about this institute, about the MAS itself? I think uh, you summed it up. We're really lucky to live where we are. We're really lucky to have the uh, the bright minds and the innovative minds that can say it's more than just the building. It's the building being taken out into the community and serving all Albertans in the best way we can. And I think uh, once you arrive at this building, you kind of feel the magic and you understand why everyone yeah. cares so much that they want to treat you before you even get here. Hmm. Darren, thank you so very yep. much. You do good work, Darren. Thank, thank you, you so much. Again, seven eight zero four zero seven twenty two hundred or online at Heart Pledge. Day.ca. The 6.30 Chad Hart Pledge Day continues from the Mazinkowski Alberta Heart Institute after the 3 o'clock news. The 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.